0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports
1: station.
0: Yeah, good with number three, with cheese, and uh, a large coffee. And does this smell good? Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou, boy. <laughs> Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination.
2: The show already halfway over, Wolf. we still got to qualify somebody for that Vegas trip, too. That's coming up in the second half of the show. Vegas, baby. Um, Thanks to Mike Hazen for joining us last segment as well. Right now, it's time for all of today's top sports stories in one place. Wolf and Down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron?
3: So as the Cardinals inch closer to their week one matchup against the Chiefs, there are still some question marks regarding who will be out there. Today... Guards head coach Cliff Kingsbury say, said that J.J. Watt is day-to-day with a calf injury. <laughs> J.J.? What is going on with
1: the calf injury? What?
3: So how are you feeling? I mean, you even said it, Wolf, that the person you're not worried about is JJ Watt.
1: Oh man, yeah, I, I that was yesterday, wasn't it though? No. <laughs> I think it was today. No, uh, yeah, are you sure it was today? No, I, I, I was I saying JJ Watt. You it, said you weren't worried about okay, Justin Pugh look, either. And he's apparently a game time. Um, decision. I know what is going. Okay, honestly, yeah, honestly, Justin Pugh is a game time decision, right? Yeah, okay. So is Rodney Hudson. It's a lot of players. Um, Let's focus on J.J. Watt. You know, honestly, I'm concerned right now. I'm just going to tell you. Is somebody I running around Is practice, this
2: for real? Kicking everybody in the calf? What but is what what's going happening?
1: on? I, I don't understand. I've never seen so many guys that had a calf. They're rare. You don't get a calf a lot. You get hams a lot. Hamstrings. Cheapers a calf, which is the worst, by the way. You get a calf. You're you're looking at possibly five weeks. Don't say that. Don't. I know everybody's good. Everybody's playing. Come everybody's on, everybody's playing on Sunday somehow. Right? I, I, I think JJ will find a way. There's my prediction.
3: The Cardinals named their captains for this year. Their captains will be Kyler Murray, Rodney Hudson, DJ Humphries, James Connor, Dennis Gardet, special teamer. That is Wolf. J.J. Um, Watt, Buddha Baker, and Jalen Thompson. Your reaction.
1: So, no transition. going to play. Uh, That's my reaction right there. He is going to play.
2: Just maybe not this Sunday. Uh, I, uh,
1: I. 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 I think he's going to play this Sunday. Look, I they th- gave him the seat.
2: It says something that he is a captain again after there were questions as to whether or not he was going to come back this season. And honestly, I know that maybe this isn't everybody else's his headline here, but. How about the ascension of Jalen Thompson? And if you're a Cardinals fan, you've seen it for the last, I would say, two years. It's been pretty obvious if you're watching every game. But in the last week, he's gotten paid and he's one of the captains. And they already had Buda Baker as as one of the captains. So it's not like you had to, like, force somebody in from defense or safety.
1: You know, um, I love this because it's a great example for every guy that is in that locker room right now. Hey, the organization just said, you do well, you go out and you work hard. And you're a good teammate, you're going to get paid. You deserve it. We'll go ahead and we'll extend you. You're going to get paid. That's what the organization just said, and it's an example to every guy that is in that locker room. Isn't that right, Zach Allen?
3: Did you say Zach Gallon?
1: No, I'm just kidding. Zach Gallen.
3: <laughs> Ian Kennedy gave up two runs the ninth inning to blow the save in a 6-5 loss for the D-backs against the Padres last night. Where should the D-backs turn in the bullpen?
2: So it's you know how it is, Wolf. Like if you if you look on social media, it's just a bunch of people saying, "Oh, this is Mike Hazen should have brought in a closer in the ops." Mark Melanson had 39 saves in a sub-3 ERA and was an All-Star last he year. He
1: was an All-Star So he actually went last out and got year. the
2: best closer available in the offseason. He just hasn't been that guy this oh, year. By so. the
1: way, Melanson has been an All-Star four times. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Including last year.
2: I don't know what you'd do, big picture, but I can tell you what I would do the rest of this season. If you're going with this committee approach, that's great. I would lean more heavily on guys that have never tried that role. See what you have in some of these young relievers and maybe one of them pitches well enough in these final few weeks where you're like, okay, maybe this is our closer for next year. I'm not saying you don't go out and address it in the offseason, but you saw what happened yeah. you addressed it in the offseason. You got a guy with a 2.29 ERA and 39 saves, and he can't save a game this yeah, year. Yeah, I know.
1: I, I love the idea. Of and course, it wasn't even him last night. It was Ian Kennedy. Right. They're going to go ahead and they're going to address this, I would imagine, in the offseason. I agree with you on that one. I love your idea about t- taking a young guy and putting him out there in the The reason why I love that idea is because I've always been of the belief that closer is unlike any other position in all of baseball. You've got to be a special dude. You have to be built mentally correct. You have to be a different cat, so to speak. Like
2: a transitional technician.
1: Exactly. To be a good closer. So maybe if you throw a guy out there, maybe he shows you that. See how they react? In his mind, he gets better when the situation is tighter.
3: So last night, we had the season finale of Hard Knocks featuring the Detroit Lions. And this is the last scene that was a roller coaster. Now I cut it to make it shorter. But here it is. The 2022 Detroit Lions will...
1: Um, a number of ways I can go with that. Um, <clears throat> the 2022 Detroit Lions will be the team that can and will.
3: Now, what you don't see was that answer took him a whole minute. To answer.
2: Yeah, he's just agonizing over it. that's Dan Campbell. And and Wolf, you're looking at me confused, but I think at the start of this of Hard Knocks they asked, like, training camp is blank, and then you know, some of the rookies filled in or whatever. At the end they were like, This is what what will the Lions be? So the question was the twenty twenty two Lions will blank. And Dan Campbell agonized over it for it was a full minute It was a wasn't full it? minute. And then that was his answer.
3: The Detroit Lions can, can. and will. Can well. What's that mean? <laughs>
1: Well, he was obfuscating, obviously. I mean, that's what he was doing. Obfuscation! He um, doesn't seem like a real big obfuscator. Well, uh, he, he did right there. Yeah. He was speaking median when he said that. Can and will. For the only time all season of Hard Knocks, he was speaking median. Can
2: and will what, Dan? That could be anything. It could be that anything. He can and will go 4-13. and 13. Yeah. It could be anything. That team is... Look, I'm sure every NFL team is intense. We're around the Cardinals a lot. That Detroit team, like they, if they don't have a winning record and they're not going, yeah. to, they're going to lose their
1: minds. Yeah. yeah, can I just ask you quickly? Why did you guys say that was a roller coaster?
3: Why did because it took like- a minute?
1: Oh, okay. It, the, so the I'm not episode, feeling it.
2: The episodes you got to watch it. The episodes moving very quickly, and then they get to the end and they're yeah, like, good place us. to
1: start. I they,
2: imagine Campbell is just so intense with everything, and they get to that and he just stops for a minute. Okay, so okay. I'll
3: yeah. play the video for you. All right. Right, cool
2: <laughs> he's not gonna watch it just put max it williams is a
3: full go for sunday though
2: okay really yeah, according okay. to cliff nice. all right somebody's playing
1: <laughs> he's got somebody the field how is max williams the one that's I, I thought they were gonna take max williams and put him on ir as a matter of fact i i just assumed that you tell me max is ready to go what is oh, happening oh baby
2: If you thought somebody was going to be ready for week one, who knows? If you didn't think they were going to be ready, like...
1: Line up and run the ball. Hammer the Chiefs. Trace
2: McSorley wasn't going to be on the team. Now he's the backup for week one. Max Williams, how a- could you possibly be back? Yeah, he might
1: play. <laughs> Attack the line of scrimmage.
2: All right, we come back. What uh, expectations do Ky- does Kyler Murray have for the 2022 NFL season? Two-time Super Bowl champion Max Starks will join us next with Maximum Football. It is the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Wolf and Luke, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade, Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum football. Maximum football.
4: Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks.
2: Max Starks is joining us right now for Maximum Football. That, of course, means it's a Wednesday during football season, and... um, sure max is happy about the florida gators max we'll get to the florida gators in a little bit calm down but how are you doing
4: (laughs) i'm doing good fellas um happy to be on the airwaves and of course I am a very happy alligator, so yes, when we do get to it, I will be excited. But I'm doing well, Ron. Before we start, Yo. Craig says he loves you.
1: Uh, you know what, Ted? Tell him I love him as well. Okay, buddy. I will. Okay, I, great. I will. I did will. you actually do the show already? Did you do the show this morning? No, yeah, you didn't. We, we have. We oh, have. Yeah, oh, we,
4: we're on. We're on like seven to nine every day uh, this time. <laughs> this is great,
1: man. It really is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, all right, yeah. Max, I'm going to play a couple clips here from Kyler Murray on uh, Cardinals flight plan. I just want to get your reactions to some of them now that the season's about to start. And it, <laughs> we're going through the injury report. The injury report's not officially out yet, but the players that are rumored to be on it. And, like, Kyler Murray's about the only one who isn't. So let's just listen to Kyler Murray talk uh, about his expectations for the upcoming season. My my look is my perspective. I'm looking at the total season. I'm looking at, you know, the things that we can accomplish, the things that I want to accomplish. I feel like we have a great team, you know, especially from where I started, from where we started year one to year four now. Got a lot of great pieces. Offensively, this is the best offense I've been a part of since I've been in the league. And my impact on those guys, all I'm trying to do is make everybody better. And I think I would say I do that every day. These guys know, you know, I lead by example. This year also more vocally, getting more comfortable with these guys. All right, Max, so let's start there. The two-parter, um, first of all, if if assuming they can get some of these guys on the field for week one, is this the most talented offense you've seen them have since Kyler and Cliff got here? And then also, what do you think about Kyler at the end there, talking about leadership and saying more vocally this year?
4: Well, I, I'll answer that first question. I think on paper, this there's a lot of talent to be had on this squad. I mean, there's depth at all the skill positions. And just think about this. That's without DeAndre Hopkins. And then imagine when you do insert said Hopkins into this lineup. I think you have a lot of weapons that can do a lot of great things. I think it, but I think it all hinges on the health of the offensive line. Being able to protect Kyler, being able to block for him and the running game, give Tyler, Kyler enough room and the windows to find said receivers downfield. That's what the, that's what I think is one of the more pressing crushes Like you said, the injury report is there, and it it, it, it it's just it's just a, a a triage of of names that you know you need you need available for this game, especially when you think about Rodney Hudson and and his um role in this offense. And then secondly, you know, to your second point, I think. Uh you yeah, you have to take this step, Kyler. You have to be a vocal leader. They're asking for it, they need it. So I agree that this has been a maturation process for him. And the fact that he's identified it, right? We talk about seven step programs. First step is to admit you have a problem. You know. (laughs) So I'm glad that he's he's gone through that. But it is going to have to translate, and we're going to see it week one versus maybe little ounces of it in the preseason, but he wasn't playing. He wasn't participating, um, as was a lot of starters, so now it's going to be, we see it in the midst of adversity, in the midst of the fire, in the midst of things going, and I'm happy for that because he is the franchise. He got paid like the franchise, so therefore he should act franchisee
1: yeah I like that franchisee more franchise yeah there's no doubt yeah. about it I agree with you right there Kyler Murray's got to continue to develop I also like the fact that Kyler identified the fact that he can impact players around him he can make players around him better that's what many many quarterbacks have done in the past more on this as the show unfolds but defensive coordinators okay what how do you think defensive coordinators are going to approach defending kyler murray uh spy <laughs> spy, spy first and foremost you've you got to have a spy i think that that's
4: prerequisite number one now how you run your your coverages um whether you're going to run a little more mix of three um or if you do get into cover six i think would be one or maybe an invert cover two man um You have, you have to mix it up a little bit on him and you have to keep guys near and around the line of scrimmage for if he breaks contain. Or if there is some type of pre designed rollout, you can't give them the safety valves. And I think they are going to play it that much. I don't think you get as much blitz. I think you get more contained rush for Kyler. And so that's where I think you have to play those, those trick coverages, right? Drop your safeties down, shoot your corners back, or you drop it into some form of cloud in a six or an eight type of, type of configuration at the end of it. But you must keep him contained. You're not, if you blitz him and you leave an edge open, it's bye bye. I... My bad. You're boo-boo the fool at that moment. So that's where you're going to start to see the chess match, and that's where Kyler's going to have to throw himself you know, out of those coverages and get them to be more aggressive so that they do blitz them so you can create more uh, fun plays and more explosive plays. But it's going to be accuracy, throwing in the tight windows, making that making that on-schedule throw before the, the, the coverage can converge on your receiver, or just taking that check down and allow it to be checked down Charlie for a couple of plays until you then get the guys to suck up and then go over the top. And I I know he's going to do this, and Cliff's adept at this. So I just think it's going to be it's going to be very conservative. You're not going to see teams really attacking Kyler because they know he can hurt him with his legs as well yep. as his arm.
2: Max, yeah, I just want to be clear. Is it worse to be check down Charlie or Boo Boo the Fool? Because you threw a lot at us right there.
4: Yeah, Boo Boo the Fool is definitely the okay. worst one. 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 Um, check down Charlie means you're, you're, just, you're just keeping things on schedule. Just getting the ball out, dink and dunk, easy completions, matriculate down the field. Mac a little Jones. Hank Stram there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. You're Mac Jones. It wins games. Doesn't uh, look cute, though.
2: Um, the, everything that was, I don't even want to say controversy, but I guess just the narrative around Kyla Murray that he helped create this offseason uh, do you think now within that locker room that's a thing of the past I mean so much stuff has already happened with other parts of this team just in the last few weeks now all these injuries and you got the Chiefs coming up do you think guys have just kind of forgotten that and they're ready to go
4: uh, yes. I think most of the time, you know, what happens in the offseason stays in the offseason um, for, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. And now it's about game time. It's about your actions. Like you said, Kyler said he came out and said he wanted to be a, a more vocal leader. I think go prove it. If you can become a vocal leader, if you can show that you're 10 toes in with this team, then absolutely, we forgive that. Hey, we get it was posturing, we get it's negotiating. All the players in the locker room understand the negotiation process, and sometimes you have to play harder than, harder than, than maybe people would like, but you got the result. Now go show us that it's worth the payoff. Go be the leader we expect you to be. Go be the leader that the organization paid you to be, and then prove us all right that you deserve that.
2: Text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Max is going to stick around. Coming up next, two big name quarterbacks running the season under pretty strange circumstances. We're going to take you through the latest news around the National Football League as maximum football continues next. It's the Wolf and Luke show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Wolf and Luke, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Starks. Max Starks. Starks. Maximum footmax. Maximum Maximum Max. Please
4: welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks.
2: All right, Max Starks is here. Max, I'm going to let you, since you're the guest, I'm going to let you decide which direction we go with this segment, okay? Because we're going to go around the NFL, so this is where we're going to start. Want to talk a little Brady? Maybe some Steelers? Maybe some Ravens? Where do you want to start?
4: Uh, let's go Brady first. Oh, wow. <laughs> let's, take it, let's take it down south. See,
1: Brady, Brady, south.
2: Brady, Brady. All right, this is Tom Brady from the Let's Go podcast. Is Fitz still going to be able to do that podcast now since he's doing Monday Night Countdown? Yeah, um, I think so. I okay. think he did. Yeah, you're going to let Fitzie do what Fitzy well, does. but if they are at the same time. I don't yeah. Know. Okay, so here's, I mean, I guess Brady's doing it and he's playing. Even though he is from Pitt. Oh, boy. Okay, here's uh, here's what Brady uh, <laughs> Brady said on the podcast about... Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <yesterday. laughs> will not go away. Taking football for granted. She didn't play for a little while, and I think she realized it's a lot of fun to play. And I think sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't always feel like you, know, you take it for granted to a degree. Like, oh, it'll be there, and then it's not there for a year, and you go, God, I really love it. I really want to play. And then you get out there and play, and you enjoy it. So I think that's great perspective to hear. And I think for me, yeah, I have a lot to prove. I got a lot to prove this year. I'm out there to prove that I'm still capable of leading the team to a championship. And that's what I want to prove to myself, and I want to prove that to my teammates. So I got to get up every day, and with that dedication, and commitment, and focus, and try to go out there and be the be the best I could be for them. Max, if and I understand proving it is the essence of sports, but if you lined up every player in the NFL and said who has the most to prove, I think Brady would be absolutely last on my list. He has so many Super Bowls I've forgotten. Is it seven? I think it's seven. Yeah. Right? Uh, what yeah, do you seven? What do you What do you make of his situation and, and Tampa Bay's situation right now? Well, I, I
4: think for him, it, you made this decision and I imagine it was probably against the wishes of your wife, maybe, uh, to come back for another year. So, I, I think he does have a lot to prove that he still has it mentally, even though we know accolades-wise, he does not have anything left to prove. In fact, we were all okay with him riding off into the sunset, but, you know, for him, that internal competitor just won't let it die. And I think for him, he's if it's, if it's not a successful campaign, if he does not make the playoffs, and they do not make a run, quote-unquote. I I think think it will feel like a letdown for Brady because I think he thought coming in, the reason why you stay and you compete is because you think you can go for another championship, Um, even though we know the league gets better every single year. But for him... That's what it is. So I think he's right to have that. He has to manufacture its ship, but this one's a realistic one for, why did you say retired?
1: Yeah. How many guys have you ever seen walk away from a training camp for 11 days? Did you, you ever see anything like that? Uh, no, but then again, I've also never been Tom Brady. So,
4: if anybody will get that type of pass, I think he's the one that's earned it, playing in twenty percent of available Super Bowls. Yeah,
1: but unless there was something, unless there was something really, really personal, I guess what I'm saying, Max, I, I'm not buying the fact I had this planned. I, I've, for me, I'm not buying that right there. I I think there was a personal reason why he walked away for 11 days, and he's entitled to that. We all are. I would say anybody that was going through some serious issues, you have the right to walk away from that, and I'm with you on that one, but I've never seen it.
4: No, no, I have never seen it. And once again, it's a unique situation. I know it's a situation that we've all been kind of like, what is going on, you know, with him? I mean, and we we may never know. We may never know what was behind it, whether it was a family issue, an emergency, or whether it was something personal uh, for him that he kind of had to work out mentally, you know, they're not going to let us know until he feels ready to talk to it, I'm sure, in his, in his biopic movie or some type of documentary. But um, it is unusual, and we'll see if, it, if that ultimately comes back to bite them throughout the season.
2: All right, now let's move over to the Ravens. I know they're your favorite team, always, Max, from having played against them Can't twice. Yeah, wait here. to
4: talk about Ratbirds. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's situation, now we are just a couple days away from the start of Baltimore season. He still doesn't have a new deal. He's essentially negotiating the deal himself. He has said once the season starts, he's not going to keep negotiating. Um, Would you have ever put yourself in a position where you were negotiating your own deal? Because this, we're talking big money here, and it sounds like he's been offered big money. And I don't really care about the Ravens, Max, but he seems like the most likely quarterback to get hurt or at least be at risk to get hurt because of the way he plays. And yet he's kind of putting that all on the line here in a couple days.
4: Yeah, no, <laughs> I completely agree. I do not want to negotiate my own deal. That's why you get an agent. Uh, you let them deal with the minutiae of the whole situation. But when your agents also, your Mom, it makes it a little bit tougher. Um, so, on that note, it's good. It, he has a he has a lot to quote unquote prove. I would have thought this would have been done by now and put to bed because, you know, when you see what what, what Deshaun Watson got, it's a no brainer. I'm not that that's my that's my that's my floor, not my ceiling. Uh, which you just signed with him, and then of course Russell Wilson, of course, taking the lesser deal kind of changes that a little bit, but. For him, yeah, I wanted this I want my guarantees in place because, like you said, I play a very physical brand of football and it's one that does not denote itself to having longevity associated with it, so it is it is pretty interesting, but you know, hey, I mean, Lamar, you're betting on yourself, make sure the bet's good.
1: Boy, I know what a dangerous situation that is. I I love Lamar Jackson. I know you do as well. This is a guy that I think is a hyper-competitive individual, a guy that plays and gives you everything he's got week in and week out. I'm I'm a little concerned he's he's making a mistake by by not getting some type of rep uh, representation, rep, representation. I don't know why I could not say that momentarily. It's been a long day. It has been a long day. But honestly, right now, um, I hope it turns out well for him, because this is a gamble unlike anything we've ever seen, Max no
4: this is a huge gamble I mean we've seen other players do it but not at this position not with the stature that Lamar Jackson has I mean this is a guy who has an NFL MVP under his belt already um, it's more so you see that in the unproven guys like a Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh there we go segue oh, perfect. Um, where, where, where you do that but for Lamar Jackson you went you beat out Joe Flacco you got the starting job you took your team to the playoffs multiple times and and you won an MVP? It should be a no-brainer. This should be a very cut and dry. You're going to get big money, and let's move on from it.
2: All right, Max, you brought up the Steelers here, so real quick, are you ready for the Mitchell Trubisky era? And how short is that leash for everybody out there that's playing fantasy football and wants to pick up Kenny Pickett? <laughs> when can we expect to see him?
4: Uh, I, I think I think I think the leash is 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 uh, pretty long. I think that, that even though it was a Clerical error that you put Kitty Pickett third on the depth chart and Mason Rudolph second. Don't know how you missed that copy and paste job. Uh, yeah, exactly. Whoop. Um, but I think, I think it has to be, um, a decent leash because I think Kenny is good. I don't know if Kenny's truly ready to lead just yet and I was actually fine with him being third on the depth chart for, as of right now just because you had that veteran. If things get out of hand, there's a quick injury. You could throw him in but Mike T obviously saw it differently. Matt uh, Canada saw it differently and they want to make sure that the first rounder is there. He's dressed. He's getting the, the game feel experience of preparing for a game Going through the week, taking reps and everything, just to get through the motions to get more comfortable.
1: Yeah, so Max, quickly here, tell me how the Steelers looked this preseason. Uh, I think
4: very explosive offensively, way more than last year is going to be the offensive line. I think that's the crux of the situation, is how good your your offensive line is will be how far you carry, and I think Mitch presents a more mobile quarterback that can deal with a less than optimal offensive line, and I think defensively, there's a lot of good depth. They made some good trades at the outside backer position to fill some depth, so I think this is a team that could be surprising. I think their, their ceiling is probably right where they were last year, around the 9 win mark, maybe 10 if they sneak a surprise, but I think it's better than people are giving uh, them credit for.
2: All right, all week this week, we are sending you and your Wolf back to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Las Vegas, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. Just text Vegas to 620-620 and listen for your name anytime during our show. Wolf, we still haven't done this yet today, so it's coming up in the next hour-ish. Uh, plus, qualifiers are also going to just win tickets to the Cardinals' home opener against the Chiefs. No big deal. So text Vegas to 620-620 and listen. When we come back, the Chiefs have some new pieces on offense. So what are they going to throw at the Cardinals on Sunday That's next. Max is going to stick around. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station.
0: Wolf and Luke, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Starks. Maximum football. Maximum football. Please welcome,
4: from the University of Florida, tackle, Max Starks.
2: All right, Max Starks is here for Maximum Football on a Wednesday afternoon. And, Max, we've been talking a lot about the Cardinals and the, the question the questionable tag next to a lot of these guys. We'll get the official injury report the first of the year here coming up in just a little bit. But on the Chief side of things, no Tyreek Hill. But they do add Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who's pretty fast in his own right. He's not Tyreek Hill fast, but nobody is. They also had Juju Smith-Schuster, though, somebody that you're pretty familiar with covering the Steelers. So when you look at this Chiefs offense, they're obviously going to notice the loss of Tyreek, but you still have Mahomes, you still have Kelsey, you added those guys. What do you think the Cardinals are in store for on Sunday?
4: Well, I, th- I, th- I think you- you're catching a team kind of a little bit in transition, and when I say a little bit in transition, obviously you can't replace the production that is Tyree Kill, so you have to manifest it in multiple different guys. And you, like you said, you bring in key free agents, you bring in Juju, you bring in Valdez Scantling. I can't Marquez Valdez Scantling, MVS. Um, and he also drafted a kid by the name of Sky Moore. And I know you guys might not be too familiar with Sky Moore. kid from Western Michigan, but he was also a Pittsburgh kid. Um, in fact, he was Mike Tomlin's son, Dino's best friend and, and high school quarterback. <laughs> so, he's a guy that's very familiar to the Steelers organization and to the city of Pittsburgh. A dynamic kid. Um, so, he's going to look to probably be your, your, your slot type of guy, but he, of course he's going to get the faces um, to get into that point. But I think it's going to be a versatile. It's going to be still a very similar offense. You know, you still have some great guys in the backfield along with Pat Mahomes. You know, Edwards Hilaire will see how he's doing in company. And then you also have to think that you know Travis Kelsey will have something to say about the, about the air attack. Um, so there's still a lot of pieces there. They have to be on their P's and Q's, but I think the first and foremost thing is you've got to corral Pat Mahomes. You can't let him get to the outside because that's where he can harm you. I think offense for offense, I think you stack up equally. It's going to come down to the Really the defenses and who could affect the opposing quarterback more.
1: Yeah, you know what, I believe that so much right there, honestly. I think it's gonna be the defense that turns the opposing offense over the most wins a game. I mean you know <laughs> I mean to me, Max, it's it's not only is it a stop, it's also taking the ball from you and giving it to a very high powered offense. Again, I expect this to be a shootout. Do you expect it to be that way? A shootout? <laughs> I do, I do. I think this is one that you're going to want to see
4: the aerial attacks of both these. Just because the both wide receiving cores are so good, and there was so much depth there um, in training camp, you want to see what's going to look like. I want to see, you know, how is Rondell Moore going to look in year two? Mm-hmm. What does Hollywood Brown's addition to this offense look like? And so. If those guys are on and they have that relationship with Kyler, it's going to be awesome. But then also, how's Pat Mahomes deal with some new weapons? I know you still have McCole Hardman there, but you still got new pieces that are going to be playing new roles in your offense. And so he's going to want to obviously take it out for a test drive. Listen, if I go, if I go to, a Lamborghini dealership, and they say, "Hey, go take this for a test drive." Guess what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna test drive the crap out of that thing. I'm going 110. So I think Pat Mahomes is gonna want to do the same thing. I'm, he's gonna want to put them in positions hey, to Max, be successful to see what they can do.
1: Max, just stop it. You know you'd never fit in a Lamborghini. <laughs> you'd okay. Never. All right, they All make right. SUVs but if, now.
4: But if I could, Wolf, I would. Right, there you go. That's, okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I have done. I said that I, if I could, I would do. And I think that's what Pat Mahomes like. I, I got him. Might as well to burn him.
1: You sitting in a Lamborghini with your knees up over the steering listen, wheel. Listen, it's a, it's a it's a fancy skateboard. Okay,
4: that's what yeah, I'm right. As right now. So low to the ground, it's a fancy skateboard. I can't sit. I can't sit in it. But I sure can't stand in it though. <laughs> Nor would you be able. It's like to get a really big, him. a big segue. How about that? Just put a little extension of the steering column.
2: <laughs> um, talking to Max Starks, Max, we're we've been looking at the the list of players that are, I guess, questionable. The injury report isn't officially out yet, but just the players, their their status for Sunday's up in the air. And there seems like a ridiculous amount for the Cardinals. They especially seem to be the the players you can least afford to lose. And it seems especially ridiculous since they didn't really play anybody in the preseason. But one guy in particular, and I just want to get your thoughts on wh- how you would be handling this, Marcus Golden. We're all kind of assuming it's a contract slash hold in thing. I mean, it was reported he had a toe injury, but that was that was like five and a half weeks ago, and we haven't seen him since. I, they got to have Marcus Golden for this game on Sunday, don't they? I think you do. I think you have to have Marcus Golden. You have to figure out what –
4: hold in, hold out, faux injury, real injury. You need him on the field um, because you've got to replace that production that you lost with Chandler Jones. And – I don't think if he's not there, I don't know if I fully would trust this defense when it comes to the pass rush and nothing and nothing gets the guys that have been working in camp. Right. But if you know that JJ Watts kind of a little bit on the men and you need to get somebody out there to cause some mayhem, you know, is Cam Thomas ready? Is Christian Matthew ready? Um to go, to go in I'm sorry not 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 Christian Matthew, but cam Thomas um ready to fill in for a Marcus golden, I think that's going to be a, a big question to ask because you know can he do it can he not do it I don't know, and then you got Gardeck on the other side, and was it Demuke. I your there we go actor. Dimo KG. All right, I got it. So, you know, can those guys fill in the place of Marcus Golden? I don't know if they can yet. Yes, they can grow into it. But not having Marcus Golden, who's a known pass rusher with a great resume and a guy who would get the attention of a defense for a double team and free up the opposite side. I think you have to have him there.
1: So, what do you think of the Chiefs, uh, defense? How, how would you attack their defense if you had the option of, of course, all your wide receivers and every, everybody well, nice. that might be available to you? And I'm not talking about D Hop, but how would you philosophically attack the Chiefs defense?
4: You know, I, I'm I'm gonna te- I want to test their edges early um, in the run game. I want to see how outside zone works for them. I don't know if this is a, a team that can really run sideline to sideline. Um, I would want to test them. I want to see what you know Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and company can do to uh, to get sideline to sideline on them because I think James Conner is a great back that can push it to the outside. And if he does feel over pursuit, stick his foot in the ground and cut back on you. So I would test their edges early and see how they're going to attack it. If they're going to stay in a nickel type of front, if they're going to play a big nickel front as well, if they're going to bring a bigger safety down to play that third guy, if, mm-hmm. if you're showing different personnel groupings, um, I want to test them early. And then then I go to the air, and then I start – because I don't, I don't know if I really trust him. I mean, Trip McDuffie was their first-round pick, um, and I heard good things coming from camp out of him. But a first-year corner against Hollywood Brown, I want that matchup. I want that. And if, that, if I could force them into single high coverage, I'm, I'm going for the deep ball. I'm mm-hmm. going to test the outer limits of what that defense can do range-wise. Um, but, it's, but it's all about forcing them into that because they, they like to stay too high if they can help it because they want to play zone. Oh, yeah. But if you can get them to walk down that safety for fear of run, especially outside tackle runs, then now I can now take those shots off of play action.
2: This was uh, Cliff Kingsbury on with us yesterday talking about Chris Jones for Kansas City. He's, he's
1: dominant. I mean, he, he probably doesn't get the credit he deserves because their offense is so good and a lot of the you know star power goes to that side of the ball. But but he is, anytime he wants to dominate a game, it seems like he does, similar to the guy we have in our division. Right? Yeah. He, he, he makes it go for them on defense and when, when he gets hot, he's hard to slow down.
2: All right, Max, so that's Chris Jones who the Chiefs can throw at Kyler Murray potentially. Um, it has come down this afternoon The Justin Pugh and Rodney Hudson are both being considered game time decisions by Cliff Kingsbury. That's forty percent of your offensive line. They may play, they may not. One might and the other doesn't. What what do you how are you handling the offensive line here heading into this game? Hyperbaric chambers. <laughs> Boy.
4: <laughs> I, I, I mean, We've I already mean, come to that in week yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got to get these guys out here. Throw them in the hyperbaric chamber. Work these guys you know in the training room um, we know what they offer football wise we, they have ex- long extensive resumes. do they need the physical feet on the ground um, practicing a lot no um, but you need to get them to sunday I think that's that's something that's imperative just because like you said you've had so many injuries already this offensive line and guys that you've had to waive because of injuries I don't know that you know what you're gonna get if you don't have Rodney Hudson in the middle. I think yes, Sean Harlow can step in and you traded for Cody Ford. So I get Cody Ford is going to be inserted if Justin Pugh can't play. But I feel like Rodney Hudson of those two is one of the main X factors in that, in that equation. Cause I think you could hide a guard. You can't necessarily hide a center uh, on an offensive line.
2: All right, Max is going to stick around one more segment, and we're going to talk a little college. Did the Florida Gators actually just do the Sun Devils two favors, Wolf? He's been waiting, okay. has he not? He has. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona, Sports Station.